welcome to another installment of Conf Tea with your SE. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own, and to please consult with Cisco TAC or Cisco Certified Partners before implementing any of the recommendations made on this show. I am your host, Brian Young, and today we're going to meet the team. We thought we'd do something a little bit different today. Since most of our podcasts have always been about Cisco products, we figured we'd take the opportunity uh, to just introduce ourselves, get to know each other a little bit more. Um, not that we don't know each other enough. <laughs> we work with each other every day. So I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Joey D and Brian Boyd. How's it going, guys? It's going well. How are yourself? Good, thanks, Brian. How you doing? Doing well. Happy to be back after a bit of a hiatus. It has been a bit of a hiatus. I was noticing that uh, you haven't been on for a couple shows, but glad to have you back. Glad to see you're still alive. And uh, yeah, we'll kick things off. So, Joe, I'm going to pick on you first uh, because you didn't want to go first. I see how it is. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, you and I started around the same time, but um, how long have you been with Cisco now? Yeah, so I'm actually just passing my third year mark here. Very cool. And uh, what? And you've been in the same role at Cisco the whole time? or? Yep. Yeah. So I came on um, in 2016 just as a systems engineer and you know, still here I am. Perfect. Now, I think we should kind of uh, back up a little bit. One of the things that we do, our role here at Cisco is systems engineers. Uh, we are in the commercial mid-market space, so we take care of accounts between 100 to 1,000 employees. That's not really a hard limit. We have some customers that are smaller than the, the 100 and others that are larger than the thousands. But we primarily are we're the guys that memorize the data sheets and the list prices <laughs> of all the Cisco products. And as generalist SEs, our role is to know a little bit about a lot. Uh, we've Many times it's been described as going an inch deep and a mile wide. And uh, to those that don't know, Cisco actually has more SKUs than Walmart, which is one of the first things I learned here, which has uh, been a little bit daunting ever, ever since I learned that. Yeah, you take a look at the price list and it's kind of intimidating to see how many different products we have. Yeah. And have to memorize. Yeah, it's, it, it is a lot. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of support behind us. We've brought in a couple of those people onto the show. Uh, people, uh, we have the consulting systems engineers. We have the technical solutions architects. We have product support specialists. A number of people that can help support us that dive a bit deeper into the product than we normally would go uh, with our meetings. Our, our goal is to introduce the customer to the product be able to answer those top-level questions and just offer general support in that in that regard during the the sales process. Right at the end of the day, we're we're in the sales organization part of Cisco, and our goal is to inform our customers of the various products that we have. Now, Brian, you have a different uh, role coming in before being a systems engineer. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I think we've gone over this a number of times in previous <laughs> podcasts, but uh, to reiterate once more, I did come from Cisco Tech. Mm -hmm. I spent roughly three and a half years there before coming to this wonderful greater upstate team. It sounded like there was a little sarcasm in your voice there. <laughs> mm, I think you're uh, hearing something that's not there, Joe. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's been a, a year and a half now uh, on this team and mm -hmm. very happy with the change. Um, Cisco Tech, great place to start a career. You learn a ton drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, you drink from the fire yeah. hose regardless <laughs> of where you go at Cisco. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely true. But um, do you guys have any questions about my time at Cisco Tech? I don't want to just ramble on about it. No, I think, I, 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 I tell you, I think one of the coolest assets that we you bring to the table, and at least as far as our team goes, is the fact that you came from Tech, right? My My question is more along the lines of how do you go from being in that 
post-sales support role, right? That's where tech lives to what is now essentially a pre-sales support role where you're answering questions before the sale. Um, how big of a transition was that for you? You know, I'll be honest with you guys. I think I, when, before I made the move, I was expecting it to be night and day. Uh-huh. completely different okay but at the end of the day the core is still the same i'm still interfacing with customers right and that isn't changing despite the fact that yeah it is pre and post sales yeah but i'm still answering questions you know the presentations are a little bit different but you know you're still putting your best foot forward you're you're doing what you can for the customer mm-hmm. one way or another yeah and in tech you focus strictly on data center right exactly so that's been another big change um i still you know help out where i can on the team in data center Mm -hmm. um and because i have that data center background i have a great switching background a lot of switching in data centers um but having to spread out and learn collab security wireless things like that has been a challenge and you know a bit of a time suck as well just uh, trying to get up to speed on those yeah yeah i think I think one of the coolest things about being a generalist is you do get to learn a little bit about everything. Um, you're kind of expected to have an idea about just about all the products that we cover. And you have the data center background. Joe, you came from the collaboration side of things. I have the uh, <laughs> I have the bragging right of somehow getting this job, even though I had very little Cisco experience because most of the customers that I was working for at the time... Um, we didn't use Cisco hardware. The only product that we had in my last role in K12 was a Cisco ASA firewall. Everything else was everyone, you know, everyone else. We were, I don't want to say we were an ABC shop, anything but Cisco, but we definitely were not Cisco switching. We were definitely not Cisco access points or anything along those lines. Um, so what, what made you make the jump to Cisco or want to do that? Well, so for me, it was really... Definitely fell into a pile of roses there. Um, I actually got recruited through LinkedIn from a Cisco recruiter, an internal recruiter. And they reached out to me and said, hey, based on your profile, we think you'd be a great fit for Cisco, which my response was, what the hell on my profile said I'd be a good fit for? <laughs> Not that I disagree with that, but I, I just didn't see where that picture, came from. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been my picture. Um, so they reached out. I talked to them some more. Talked with uh, the hiring manager, who's our manager, Mike Cam, uh, who's been very supportive in us doing this. Thank you, Mike. Shout out to you. Um, and it just it went from there. Um, it was definitely an interesting experience, and it was a challenge to go from not really knowing a lot about the Cisco ecosystem to really being thrown into it, and as you said, drinking from the fire hose. And it was a challenge, and it was a personal challenge for me that I decided to take on to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to learn about the Cisco product and learn about the Cisco portfolio and, and just go all in. Now, what about for you, Brian? What was the, uh, the pivotal moment that brought you into Cisco? Because you started at Cisco Tech, as you said. How did you get into that role? Yeah, great question. So this actually takes me back to college with my okay. first internship. I, um, I worked for Lockheed Martin. And one of the biggest projects that I worked on as a, a small, young college kid, didn't know what I was doing, was um, bringing some technology to a local school district okay. in Maryland. And uh, most of that technology was Cisco-based. So I was setting up telepresence units, you know, learning about WebEx, Jabber, 
way back in the day. I think we were looking at bringing CS tablets uh, in, into the school district. Wow. If anyone remembers, we don't talk those. about those anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that the little thing that that pops up from the phone unit? That's a little handheld. It's just a little touch panel. That yeah, I think we have one in the back. If you want to take a look at, I it. think I saw it in the recycle bin. Yeah, yeah. it's the art, artifact <laughs> section. I was going to say, <laughs> right next to the Celsius phones. Right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, based on that experience, I mean, I got to work more or less with a. Uh, I was kind of in the background as an intern, but uh, I got to see a, a Cisco AM and SE come in and, and do their thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that really opened my eyes to Cisco and how they were a technology leader. And mm -hmm. they came to recruit on campus uh, my senior year. And I kind of just started the interview process. And before you know it, I was, uh, I was sitting in Cisco TAC and answering calls. So Nice. <laughs> nice. What about you, Joe? Yeah, so uh, for those that don't know, Brian and I actually went to the same college together, yep. Johnson & Wales, out in Providence, and no, we are not in the Cologne Area Arts, <laughs> which is the most common question for That's, that school. Yep, yep. No, we're, we, we don't know how yeah. to cook. I, I still can't boil water. <laughs> um, yeah, so right after college, I actually got a job with a partner at, based out of Rhode Island through an apprenticeship program, nice. um, formerly Atreon Networking. So I was there for a couple of years, and then I moved back to Connecticut. Got a job with Stanley Black & Decker, where I did all their voice video um, networking. And then randomly just got a call from one of my buddies that formerly worked at Cisco. I was like, hey, I think you love this job. Um, went for the interview process, fell in love, and you know, here I am. Nice. Always been all about the Cisco product, so it just made sense. Yeah, and, and you've been a great fit and uh, very helpful in the, on the collab side of things, right? Uh, we have uh, Sal, who we had on our episode, on the last episode of Conf T with URSC who has been working here for 13 years. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> that, and I th I'll stop there. That was one of the things I think you and I both talked about this. We had a, a meet the SE um, gathering and the, one of the, in one of the offices here. And one of the things we, we both said to each other that was a real huge takeaway was that there was at least how many, four or five guys that were there for more than 20 years. Oh yeah. They'd, they'd been there since before the dot-com bubble burst, right? And that just blew our minds. We were just like, holy cow. These are people that have been at Cisco for this long. And in this day and age, it's not really, it's not very commonplace. Yeah, most people bounce around, you know, two years in the job, and then they're right. on to the next one. And usually beforehand, before Cisco, I did the same thing. After about three years, I'd be tired of the job. I'd want something new. I'd want something different. Maybe I'm looking for uh, a promotion, something that pays a little better, a little more challenging, whatever. And usually it's the two or three mark that I'm kind of looking around to, to move to something else. I'm coming up on uh, finishing my third year now here, and there's definitely uh, no interest in wanting to look elsewhere. This is, uh, I, we, we said a couple times uh, in, in amongst ourselves that every year it's like working for another company because something changes within Cisco there's new products that are launched. There's products that are sunset. There's new goaling and, and whatever in the sales organization, um, the sales organization side of Cisco. So it's like working for a company every year, something new. So it's, it's definitely a new challenge. We always have to keep up to date on all the new technologies coming out. That's why I like being a generalist versus having a focus on a particular product, right? We're always looking at what's coming down the pipe and trying to uh, change our story to, to match that. Yep. And I don't think any any of us are saying this just because it's a Cisco based podcast. No. It really is just a it's a good place to work. Um there's no seeing how the sausage is made moments. Everyone's genuine about, you know, helping the customer, helping the rest of the team out. Absolutely. So I've said this many times in, in customer meetings where 
I honestly feel like I've got 70,000 people that have my back. I can go up to and including the CEO of the company if I need help with something. Now, am I going to email Chuck every time I run into a problem? Probably not. However, if I needed to get to that him as a resource, I absolutely could. Yeah, maybe maybe start with Joe here. Yeah, we'll we'll start we'll start with Joe. And maybe you go to, you know, Mike for next and and then go up the ladder. But if you I guess the the end line here would be if you have the opportunity to take a role at Cisco, if you see something that's an opening, go for it. Even if you don't think that you're necessarily qualified for it, another piece of Cisco is the amount of training that we get access to and learning. I mean, I just spent a couple days down in North Carolina for a non-technology related training course, right? Completely paid for by Cisco, taken care of. I asked my manager, hey, can I do this? Yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. We have the funds available for it. Let's go. Um, very few companies that I've worked for that offer that level of personal training and learning to be able to better yourself on a personal level. So Brian, I love picking on you for the, the tack piece here. I'd love to hear a memorable moment within tack. I'm putting you on the spot here. I know it, but I'd love to hear some memorable moment from tack or maybe from your internship before working at Cisco, something that really kind of defined who you are, made you change something in a, in a drastic way. Yeah, to be honest with you, Brian, my top 10 tax stories are not PG. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to have to do a little bit of digging here. But um, honestly, I think the one that comes to mind is uh, when my tech lead and I, great guy, by the way, love, you know, send him connected recognition all the time for, <laughs> um, for helping me out. But uh, we were working on this problem with one of the servers, which is uh-huh. the product I supported. Um, and we just couldn't figure out what was wrong hardware-wise with it. So we literally had the customer ship his blade to us. And keep in mind, this is not something TAC does generally. Um, but we just really wanted to figure out the problem. So we spent an entire day swapping out each of the DIMMs, each of the CPUs, doing process of elimination stuff, and um, working through that. You know, And this is after months of trying to do the same thing at the customer site. Mm-hmm. And um, we finally got the blade up and running after... I don't know, like four CPUs and like countless DIMMs, um, shipped it back to the customer and they sent a really nice email to our bosses and, you know, the, the upper level people uh, saying, you know, how, how much they appreciated us getting like their core infrastructure back online. And that's just a moment that really stuck with me because it wasn't, you know, we were trying to help the customer out, but we were also invested in the problem, trying to work through it. And I learned a ton about Blade infrastructure that day because... I was spent hours in the guts of a server, so nice. you know, it was just a you know really good moment for me. Very cool, you know, Joe. You got a story for uh, us? I was going to turn the table on you, Brian. Uh-huh. Um, I was just going to ask you. You know, when you came from the customer side um, and now being on the other end of the table, I didn't know if there was any defining moment for you or anything to look back on that you'd change. Uh, plenty of things I would change, uh, definitely. But uh, no, I think while I've got plenty of stories you know, from students that <laughs> try to go to websites that they shouldn't and then put in a uh, exemption request form, filling out with fake information, thinking that I'm not going to know <laughs> who it really came from. Um, that was great. I <laughs> I guess I'll go down that rabbit hole. So we had, a, we had a, um, a student in the high school that decided he wanted to go to a porn website. And of course we had a filtering uh, appliance in place to block that from happening. And one of the features as with most content filtering solutions is that they can hit a button to request an exemption and fill out a form. And they put in some fake name and some fake description. 
and um, decided to put in there for the comments that they had the right to go to a pornographic website. Whatever website they wanted to, they had the right to do so. And that I was being anti-American. Called me a bunch of uh, a bunch of names and some profanities within there. And of course, he thought that he would get away with it because he put in a fake name. Obviously, I'm not going to know who did it. Well, needless to say, long story short, within 10 minutes, he was in the principal's office on the phone with his mother reading verbatim what he wrote to us. He had three days of out-school suspension, then he came back with a, flu- a fruit platter from his family with a, with a sorry note to the IT guys, you know, apologizing for calling us the names that he did. So that was, <laughs> we, we've, <laughs> being on the customer side, we definitely got an IT um, from the, the good users. We usually get cookies and, and fruits and stuff. That was the first time I got um, some sort of food thank you from a parent as an apology. So that was, uh, that was a funny one. But yeah, we've, from a technical standpoint, we've had some interesting things where you'll have two switches with the same IP address that are both trying to act as core switches within a network. And that usually doesn't, um, that doesn't end up being, <laughs> doesn't work out very well. And then uh, issues with DNS, where you've got DNS forwarders pointing to other DNS servers on the same network. And you wonder why the internet's unreachable when one server goes down. It's 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 always fun to kind of crawl through and, and, and see through other people's configurations and mistakes and and try to uh, find the underlying problem of what's going on with your network. But I think my biggest takeaway has always been just prob- problem solving and trying to find the answer. And that's always kind of led me um, to really enjoy being in IT and coming into the pre-sales engineer, systems engineer role here. One of the huge benefits that I get from this job is the fact that I get to do this on a day-to-day basis with many different customers across various industries, right? We've got customers, all three of us have customers in healthcare, in banking, um, small businesses, larger businesses. I don't think any two days here are ever the same. Nope, never. And we're tasked with a bunch of questions that come up in terms of, is this product going to talk with this product? How can I get this license to work? How do I open? You know, how do I set up my smart account? Stuff like that. Every day is different, and we we always have to find a solution for the customer, and it's very rewarding, very rewarding. But what about you, Joe? You 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 punted it off to me, and I'm punting <clears> it back to you. Yeah, I was just gonna touch base on you know it's awesome being having access to all the technology, all the different customers, but the job satisfaction comes from making sure the customer gets the right solution. Um, not, it's not about always just getting the biggest sale. It's about making sure that it's the right thing for the right customer. Right. Um, and I realized that when I was on the partner side, um, and we would take turns being on call and I just so happened to be on call during a blizzard. So ended up driving about three hours each way just to replace a core switch at a customer's network. Um, the amount of gratitude and thanks that the customer showed after that was just kind of like, all right, this is an awesome job. Right. That's that's awesome. And that's really what it's all about. And honestly, that's why this podcast exists. This was our way of being able to reach out to the customers that we don't get to talk with on a daily basis and beyond our just our own customer base, really just to to help you navigate through the Cisco technologies and understand the products and solutions that we have out there. So that's the reason why we've done this. Um, I think we're going to wrap that one up. uh, Call this one done. Brian, any uh, any final comments, final thoughts you want to add? Nope. I'm all good. And Joe? I'll say on my end. Beautiful. Well, thank you for listening to ConfT with the RSE. If you have a question for one of us, 
uh, you'd like us to answer or a topic you'd like to suggest, please send us an email at hello at confti.show. And if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues and giving us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you're not already a subscriber, what the hell is wrong with you? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can get notified when we publish a new episode every two weeks. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at confti.show. That's C-O-N-F-T dot S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there and don't forget to save that config. Thank you.